The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. The look of love is in your eyes, a look, your smile can't disguise. I can hardly wait to hold you, feel my arms around you. How long I have waited, waited just to love you. Now and a very good Tuesday morning to you, February 14th, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Happy St. Valentine's Day to everyone. Oh, happy St. Valentine's Day. That's what a beautiful song, uh, a little yes. memory. In memory of Bert Bacharach, who passed away late last week at the age of 94, but also a perfect song. For Valentine's Day too, so you know what I'm gonna. That one goes out to my wife, who's oh, probably still sleeping. Still right sleeping now. <laughs> in. I would be sleeping in, looking outside the window. It is still such a beautiful, snowy morning. It is really pretty out. Just looking out our window, it's kind of foggy up where we're at. The low clouds hanging in on Sylvan Hill, but. Lots of snow on the trees and on the shrubbery, but not really on the road. No, I had a real easy time coming in this morning, yeah. so uh, take your time, though. No rush to get out this St. Valentine's Day morning, but yeah, the roads are going to cooperate for the most part. Yeah. Now, if you're in the outlying areas, yeah, you may have a little bit more snow. Elevation, definitely more snow. So again, if you're heading through the mountains today, be prepared for that, and even not in the hills, too. I mean, yeah. again, it didn't take much to get up in the upper elevations to get a little bit more snow. But yeah, looking at some schools, delays, and snow routes. I didn't see any closures, but again, check your school district. You want to make sure just to see what's going on today on this St. Valentine's Day. What are you doing tonight? Any big plans? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, Tuesday's good. kind of a hard yeah, day to celebrate Valentine, uh, but I did find out that, yes, I have some very wonderful uh, reservations for this Friday. Scott said he got us to Dosales, which is a really beautiful restaurant I love to go to nice. on special occasions right there on Vancouver waterfront so mm -hmm. uh love to go there so that's what i got he obviously made these a while back because reservations can be hard to get into that one but oh, sure david uh what about you any special plans uh we're just gonna have a nice uh dinner tonight at home and okay. uh my wife bought some beautiful little chocolate cakes that we'll uh, have Very along nice. with our bottle of wine and a uh, nice dinner. And uh, yeah, just relax at home by the fire on a kind of a snowy evening. I think that's absolutely yeah. perfect. You know, speaking of sitting by a fire, David, the, the morning blend, in case people didn't notice, we were uh, off for the Friday and for Monday. I was here. Um, what are you talking about? Well, who were you doing the show with? Oh. I we made yes, good we were, on we the gone, yeah. we were gone and we made good on the Aiken household on a Christmas gift that we said we were going to get the family. We instead of getting a lot of presents, we rented a cabin up north towards Mount Hood. Yeah, that's the beautiful. family from California, the family from Eastern Washington. We all got together, David. I mean, to sit together, it, we felt so blessed. Yeah. 
you know, people had phones, but really for a lot of the time we were playing cards, we were putting puzzles together. We did have time and had great connection to watch that big football game, but it was a really wonderful, wonderful time with the family. Yeah. Events. How was the scheme? How was the scheme? Uh, It was really crowded. And if you look back over the weekend, Saturday was our day up on Mount Hood. We went to Timberline. It was incredibly beautiful. Nice. Blue sky day. Apparently, everybody in Portland who ever skis was up at Timberline and up on the mountain. (laughs) It was really crowded. Yeah. Uh, I did not ski. I have learned my lesson. Uh, There was a time in my life that I could. did that, checked it off the list, and I'm good for now. Uh, but all the kids did spend some yeah. time skiing or snowboarding. That's that's very nice. We were over at the uh, Astoria. It's gorgeous over there, too. Just beautiful, beautiful oh. weather. No wind, which, you know, sunshine. Yeah, it wasn't super warm, but it was just gorgeous out. So, yeah, hit it, hit it perfectly, as they say. Yeah, nice little break before we get this white, snowy morning. But then it looks like, yeah, we're going to clear out. So it's just setting us up for a real nice week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fairly decent week. It's not going to be warm. I mean, we're looking down into the upper 20s overnight, 30. So, yeah, it's going to be chilly, but still winter time. And Valentine's Day, though, for you to celebrate today. I'm going to have some yeah. chocolate and some pie maybe there tonight. A, a little sweet. All right. I no. like that. <laughs> what do you have coming up today? Well, interesting letter from the FBI trying to link traditional Catholics to far-right national groups. Quick response, changing course came, though. All righty, and we'll give you a little update on the weather, what's happening out there on this uh, little dusting of snow on a St. Valentine's Day morning. Well, we got a great show ahead for you today. Here's John Finch and Walk by Faith. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. There are days that I still long for purpose That you have willed for me Though sometimes I am walking through the valley I'm certain you are always right beside me
gone before me, before me And I will walk by faith, I will walk by faith That is John Finch and Walk by Faith. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this St. Valentine's Day. Guess what? What's that? My wife just sent me a little heart emoji. Oh, you're So she is up, so thank you. (laughs) I, I do appreciate that. Hey, a new deacon program is at the Archdiocese of Seattle. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit thecathmed.org. 
It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Day Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matrade Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 714 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there still is a possibility of a little snow or a shower or two this morning. Then we're going to see partly sunny skies this afternoon. High of 43 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight. Pretty cold, though. 28 degrees, your low. And then for <laughs> Wednesday, mostly sunny skies with a high of 45. All right. Well, currently it is 35 degrees. Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 36 degrees at St. Ignatius Church in Portland. Well, back in the 1960s, the Second Vatican Council reestablished the diaconate as a proper and permanent rank, the hierarchy of the church. And in 1968, the bishops of the United States received approval to restore the diaconate in this country. And now for more than 50 years, Catholic men, supported by their wives, have committed to serving the needs of the church, especially the poor and vulnerable. Well, the Archdiocese of Seattle has opened an inquiry year for the permanent diaconate as a new class is being formed. Joining me today to tell us more is Bishop Frank Schuster, the new auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Good morning, Bishop Schuster. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend today. Thank you, Brenda. It's a joy to be here. Well, it's quite an honor for me to be able to speak with you. First, can I ask you, how has that transition been for you from parish priest to now the new auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of Seattle? Oh, it, I, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's been quite the year. Uh, to describe it a little bit like drinking out of a fire hose, <laughs> so much uh, going on. Um, but uh, the people have been great, and I've enjoyed uh, the new experiences that I've been able to have. Uh, particularly celebrating the Sacrament of Confirmation uh, up and down uh, I-5 at all the parishes, and so that's been enjoyable. Oh, I love Confirmation, and I can appreciate that how you can, too, to see all of these young people. I've had four of them in my own house. The ideas and things they sometimes do uh, makes you worry a little bit, but boy, when I watch them present themselves for Confirmation, you go, oh, I think our church is going to do just fine in the future. So thank you so much for your time today. We're talking about the new class that's being formed for the permanent diaconate there in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Well, that, of course, includes the Southern Deanery, just on the north side of the river here. Bishop Schuster, could you first tell me about the specific vocation of the permanent diaconate? I think that many people sometimes think that deacons well, they're kind of like wannabe priests who also want to be married. I'm going to tell our listeners about it. 
Well, sure. I mean, uh, the diaconate blessed the life of the Church uh, from the very beginning, uh, as we can see from the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 6. And so the situation there is that the, the Church was growing, and uh, the Apostles uh, simply didn't have the, you know, the bandwidth to be able to do everything that they wanted to do. And, and so uh, they decided that they needed, that the Holy Spirit was calling them uh, to select uh, seven men of repute, uh, who they would lay hands on to serve as deacons, and then they would be in charge of uh, serving those in most most need, particularly uh, widows and and uh, the homeless and and the sick, and and so that's how the ministry of uh, the diaconate got started, all the way back uh, to the Acts of the Apostles, uh, where the apostles um, said, "This is something that the Holy Spirit wants us to do," and uh, and since then. The diaconate has blessed the Church in so many ways. You mentioned at the beginning how the Second Vatican Council brought it back. In the Latin West, after a few centuries, uh, the diaconate became more of a transitional stepping stone to priesthood. But the Second Vatican Council felt strongly uh, that the permanent diaconate you know, should be uh, celebrated in its own right. And so, um, you know, they, they share Christ's mission and grace in, in special ways. And you know, they, they receive that sacramental imprint of you know, holy orders. And their vocation to the diaconate, well, it comes from that word, diaconia, uh, that we have from the Acts of the Apostles. A diaconia is a word that literally means uh, to serve. And the image I've been giving in my talks uh, have been you know, that image of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples at the Last Supper. And that image of Jesus, you know, the omnipotent God, <laughs> in the dust washing his creation's feet mm-hmm. and commanding his disciples to do the same, well, that, that's the model of ministry that Jesus expects of his ordained uh, ministers. And so the diaconate in a way, is an icon of that moment of washing feet. And so the deacons in general, uh, you, you know, if, if you go to a parish where there's a deacon, you, you'll notice that the deacon is assisting at the altar, and so he's a, he's a minister of the liturgy. You might see him proclaiming the gospel, and so he's also a, a minister of the Word. Um, but if you get to know the deacon, you, you'll see that third uh, essential element, which is uh, a minister of charity with the heart of Jesus, reaching out uh, to the most vulnerable and marginalized in the community. Uh, that's an essential element as well uh, to the permanent diaconate. And so um, those three elements um, make make his vocation distinct in the body of Christ. Is that helpful? Oh, that is extremely informative and helpful, of course. As the wife of a permanent deacon myself, I all oh, understand very, very well all of the ways that permanent deacons serve the church. If you are just tuning in, I'm joined today by Bishop Frank Schuster. He is an auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese of Seattle. We're discussing the permanent diaconate as the Archdiocese of Seattle prepares to enter men into a new class. Well, let's talk about some of those qualities because boy, I know my own husband and the qualities that he possesses and of course how he is able to share that with the larger church. What are you looking for for this class of men who you are forming to be the next deacons for the Archdiocese of Seattle? Sure, thank you, Brenda. Um, 
Well, I mean, first of all, we're looking for a lifetime pattern of spiritual, you know, pastoral, human, and uh, intellectual growth, right? And so, yeah, because those are the four pillars of formation in the permanent diaconate. Um, there needs to be a commitment to serving the needs of the church, so a heart for service, especially the poor and vulnerable. Um, they need to have a solid moral character uh, demonstrating um, a virtuous life, right? You know, they're prudent, they're just, um, they're temperate. You know, there needs to be humility, right? Good listening skills uh, and, the, and the openness uh, to personal conversion themselves. Um, you know, we, we look for, you know, empathy, uh, sincerity, patience, honesty. Um, you know, someone who's able to form good relationships with others in a pastoral setting. Um, and, and so th- that kind of gives you some ideas of the kind of person, you know, I, I, a Catholic in good standing, uh, but somebody who really has shown um, their, uh, their heart for service as a man in the church. Bishop Schuster joining us today as we talk more about the permanent diaconate and especially of the new class forming for the Archdiocese of Seattle. Bishop Schuster, I have loved our conversation so much. There is more I want to talk to you about, especially about what's the process then for somebody who might be interested in becoming a deacon, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Of course. It is 7.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the St. Valentine's Day. Well, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Really a quick and easy process. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, vehicle donation. It'll take you to the main page, and all the information is right there. Just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Father Dwight Longnecker provides some good reminders for our daily spiritual combat against the bad stuff around us and the Prince of Darkness. Father Dwight says that we often gear ourselves up to attack evil. That's the wrong strategy. There's a better way to deal with the half-truths and sufferings caused by the devil. To overcome this darkness and coldness of the human spirit, turn to the light and warmth of God. 
focus on goodness, for we know that God has incredible love for us, and there is so much of God's beauty around us and in each one of us. Pray to see the good in others and in situations. Do good. Encourage the good in others. Remember, we are not alone. The Holy Spirit, the saints, friends, and a spiritual kingdom are all on our side. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisande. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at MaterDayRadio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 727 at Mater Day Radio, and a gunman opened fires at Michigan State, killing students. Love the details in the news. And the FBI tries to link traditional Catholics to far-right nationalist groups, but they're quick to change their course. I'll have that story for you in three minutes. Here is Julie Hoy and Green Light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between the faith and everyday life.
That is Julie Hoy and Green Light. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Well, happy St. Valentine's Day to everyone with a little frosting on the roadside this morning, depending on where you are at and your elevation. Frosting in the sense of a little snowfall overnight as the National Weather Service had predicted. Now, a winter weather advisory had been posted last night through mid-morning. Some school districts in the outlying areas are on snow routes or delayed opening, so you'll definitely want to check with your school district to see what your status is. Now, if you're heading through the mountain passes, be prepared for heavier snow. I was looking at the road cams, and both, both the Coast Range and the Cascades, too. So, yeah, either way you're going, if you're heading through the passes, uh, be aware of the snow up there. Emergency weather shelters were open last night in some county locations in preparation for the colder weather. So it looks like the snowfall is pretty much ended, but it's going to be a chilly day today. Oh, but it is so pretty looking out the window today too. Well, the chief law enforcement officers from 20 states signed a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland condemning a since-retracted anti-Catholic leaked internal memorandum produced by the FBI's Richmond Field Office. Published February 8th by the website Uncover DC, the memo discusses launching an investigation into radical traditionalist Catholics because of possible ties to the far-right nationalist movement now it's unnamed author singles out catholics who are interested in the traditional latin mass and are members of certain social media groups as presenting new opportunities for threat mitigation the fbi confirmed a catholic news agency on february 9th that the document came from its richmond's field office and issued a statement retracting it And Pope Francis entrusted Nicaragua to the intercession of the Immaculate Virgin Mary on Sunday after Bishop Rolando Alvarez was sentenced to 26 years in prison by Daniel Ortega's dictatorship. The news from Nicaragua has grieved me a great deal, said Pope Francis, and I cannot but remember with concern Bishop Rolando Alvarez of Matagalpa, whom I care about deeply, he said on February 12th. Now, speaking at the end of his Angelus address, Pope Francis said that he was also praying for the 222 Nicaraguan political prisoners who were deported to the United States and for all those who are suffering in that dear nation. Now, Bishop Alvarez, an outspoken critic of Ortega's regime, was charged with being a traitor of the homeland on February 10th. Alvarez's sentence came one day after the bishop refused to get on the plane with the other released political prisoners, including four priests who were flown to the U.S. in agreement with the State Department. U.S. Representative Chris Smith, who serves as the chair of Global Human Rights Subcommittee, praised Alvarez as a Christ-like figure with a servant's heart for deciding to stay to accompany those who are suffering under the Ortega regime. Well, a gunman opened fire Monday night at Michigan State University, killing three people and wounding five more before fatally shooting himself miles away amid an hours-long manhunt that forced frightened students to hide in the dark. 
Police announced the man's death early Tuesday, four hours after the shootings broke out, first at Berkeley Hall, an academic building, and then nearby at the MSU Union, a popular hub to eat or study. Hundreds of officers had scoured the East Lansing campus, about 90 miles northwest of Detroit, for the suspect. He was found dead off campus from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to police. The shooter was identified as 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae. McRae is not known to be affiliated with the university in the capacity of a current or former student, faculty, or staff. Well, three different unidentified flying objects were shot down over North America this weekend. One over Alaska, another over Canada, one over Lake Huron near Michigan. Now, that's not including the Chinese balloon shot down last week. On Sunday, President Biden ordered an unidentified object to be shut down with a missile by U.S. fighter jets over the Great Lakes above Michigan. KGW spoke with Josh Hovannis, the commander of the 123rd Fighter Squadron of the Oregon Air National Guard. He reported their plane scrambled on the object over Montana. Our job, he said, is to protect the Northwest, and when we scramble, we operate over the jurisdiction of the Northern Command. Hovana said when pilots got over Montana, it was starting to get late at night. He did not go into specifics on why Portland crews ultimately did not find the object and said he did not want to speculate if the object they were trying to find was the same one shot down over Lake Huron. Three this week. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. What's going on? I did read here a little bit about how uh, NORAD has kind of changed the, uh, I guess, height or depth in which they are tracking radar. Yeah. And now they're starting to pick up these things, mm-hmm. which seems very strange. Yeah, I think one of the concerns was whether or not the objects were in like commercial airline space, oh. which could obviously yes. create some, you know. A lot of problems there. Yeah, exactly. Well, in sports, after building a 19-point halftime lead, the Portland Trailblazers kept their foot on the gas and went on to beat the Los Angeles Lakers 127-115 to last night at the Moda Center. It probably helped that the newly crowned all-time leading scorer in the NBA, LeBron James, sat out of the game for the Lakers with a bad ankle. No matter, Portland was led by its own all-star, Damian Lillard, who poured in 40 points, including eight threes. The win pushes Portland's record to 28-29 and as the Washington Wizards Come calling tonight for a St. Valentine's evening special. That will wrap up a five-game homestand for the Blazers heading into All-Star Week now. Yeah, how about that? The All-Star break, or the All-Star game actually, is this Sunday. Well, St. Valentine's Day has a long and rich history, and the exchange of Valentine's dates back many centuries. For example, even St. Francis de Sales, who lived in the 17th century, mentions this custom. However, he encourages an alternative where a saint is picked for someone and a card is given to them with the name of the saint they should try to imitate. In a letter to a religious sister, St. Francis de Sales explains what kind of bouquet should be picked for this type of valentine. And he said, you ask me, my dear daughter, what bouquet you can give to your valentine. It should be made of some little acts of virtue, which you should practice expressly for the sake of this heavenly valentine. And at the end of the morning's meditation, you shall offer it to him that he may consecrate it to your dear beloved. Well, St. 
Francis de Sales sought to encourage a virtuous life with this unique Valentine tradition, calling to mind that the secular holiday was originally centered on a canonized saint. Well, the good news is that this practice could be done by anyone, whether you're married or single, young or old. Above all, we should strive to love each other with a Christ-like love, looking to the saints for inspiration. Ah, very nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this evening at 6 o'clock p.m. is the Autistic Young Adult Ministry happening at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton, providing a space for neurodiverse young adult Catholics ages 21 to 35 to create community, foster faith, and minister in the church. Registration requested but not required. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and also on the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on the new Deacon program in the Archdiocese of Seattle right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity so that in one body and in one spirit, we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 742 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there still is a slight chance for a snow shower this morning. Then we'll see maybe a little sunshine this afternoon. 
High of 43 degrees, partly cloudy and cold overnight tonight, low of 28. And then for Wednesday, mostly sunny skies with a high of 45. It's so pretty out there. It Looking is. now that the sun's out, there's still lots of snow up here on Sylvan Hill. It's still pretty chilly out too. Currently 34 degrees at St. Andre Bassett Catholic Church in Portland. And 34 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. I am continuing now my conversation with the Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of Seattle, Bishop Frank Schuster. Bishop Schuster is joining me today because we are discussing the permanent diaconate and the Archdiocese of Seattle is inviting men who feel that they may have a vocation to the permanent diaconate. Well, to dive a little deeper and find out a little bit more as an inquiry process has begun. Good morning, Bishop Schuster. Thank you so much for staying with me today. It's a joy to be here. Bishop Schuster, before our break, we began talking about some of the qualities that you were looking for in somebody who might be interested in the vocation. I also had asked you about how sometimes people think that the permanent deacon is a wannabe priest who also want to be married. Now, at the same time, though, some might also think that, oh, well, that's an, an interesting ministry. Maybe I'll think about that and do that for a little bit. This is definitely more in-depth, the process and the education. It's a lot more, in fact. Tell our listeners a little bit about the process from inquiry to ordination that these men will go through. Sure, sure. And so, um, well, first of all, uh, this year is the inquiry year. Uh, And so I've been having these informational sessions up and down I-5 at various different places, uh, articulating what the deacon formation program looks like for the Archdiocese of Seattle. I videoed that presentation. It should be on our website at archseattle.org. Um, if you get to a vocations website in there, you can navigate it, but you'll find the deacon formation page as you go through it. And there should be a video there and also all the information people need um, to learn more about our program here in the Archdiocese of Seattle. And as a summary, um, this year's inquiry or so, it's, it's about learning more about this program, you know, understanding that um, they're not being ordained to become a priest. So it's not just you know, someone who wants to be a priest and be married. Uh, this is a specific vocation, the diaconate, in the life of the Church, in which I, I shared um, what that looks like uh, before the break. Um, but right now, you know, as they pray uh, with their spouse, if, they are, if they're married, uh, pray with their pastor. Uh, that's where the journey begins, because if they have the permission of and the approval of their pastor and spouse, they can participate in regional discernment groups. Uh, you know, and then if the Holy Spirit moves them uh, with the support of their families and pastors, you know, then they comply for what we call aspirancy. That's the beginning of the formal program. And applications will be available on that website I just shared uh, in August of uh, 2023. And so that's where we're at right now. So next year will be the application year, Uh, technically year two of inquiry, but a more serious one for those who are applying. And uh, we have a core team uh, that's that's, uh, magnificent and just great people, some deacons, deacon spouses, uh, some priests. Uh, you know, who will look at all the applications, and we will select those for interview and uh, and have those interviews next winter, winter of uh, 2024. 
and then hopefully by Easter 2024, we know uh, who the Holy Spirit is calling uh, to become aspirants for the program, which again begins in August of 2024, uh, the formal program. Um, so the, the first two years are aspirancy, like I said. So that's the time for the aspirant and the church, church to, to discern together whether uh, this man is called to candidacy, you know, well, gaining foundations and catechism, spirituality, human formation, pastoral ministry, the four pillars that I mentioned before. Um, and then after those two years of aspirancy, they can apply for candidacy, and that's year three through five. So this is a serious program, um, and that's the time for the candidate and the church to discern together whether he's called to the diaconate. And so uh, the formation continues. Uh, to help prepare for the ministries that will be entrusted. Uh, but there's also parish internships, you know, serving at the, the parish under the direction of the pastor. Uh, but there are also regional internships, you know, helping out at a hospital, helping out at a, a food bank, uh, maybe a, uh, a jail. Um, there are these opportunities to broaden the horizon and the capabilities uh, experience of these candidates. Um, they're going back to school. Uh, because they need to be prepared to be able to share what the church teaches, professes, and believes, um, you know, from the heart of the church. And and so they are going back to school. So we have, um, uh, you know, a lot of homework uh, along the way, but we try to balance it out because we realize that people are working, a lot of them. And, uh, and of course, they have their families to take care of as well. So we, we try to temper that. Uh, but nevertheless, it's, it's it's quite the program. How we do it is that uh, candidates should, you know, should be available to attend a full weekend. It's like a retreat every month, uh, at the Palisades, which is the Archbishop Burnett Retreat Center. And from Friday to Sunday, that's where the classes, that's where the prayer formation happens, uh, all of it. And, um, but that's once a month, uh, for, you know, 11 months out of the year. We give July off. Um, but that goes on for five years for wow. the formation of this program. And it's, it's wonderful. They, the, the, uh, the class develops a deep relationship with each other, as I'm sure you remember. Oh, of um, course. And, and, you know, and the spouses as well. Um, you know, spouses of deacons have historically blessed parishes throughout the archdiocese, too. And so um, they're invited, encouraged to participate in every step in the pro- uh, of the program. Indeed, that they'll be required to participate at some level, uh, usually attending two of the weekends a year, um, so that you know they're part of the formation. I mean, formation by definition is uh, a journey, and so the spouses should be part of it um, in that respect. And so, um, so I hope that gives you an idea of oh. our formation program. Oh, absolutely. There is so much there. And of course, the timeline shows that in 2029, of course, is the anticipated uh, ordination date. And thank you so much for talking about the wonderful wives. Although not every permanent deacon is married, of course, the vast majority uh, do have wives. And yeah, it's it's a wonderful program and formation that I look back on and watching Scott go through 
all that he did to become a deacon, and there were very high points and some very difficult points. And without the wives of these deacons, boy, they would not be able to serve in the way that they do. Well, Bishop Schuster, I really appreciate our time today. Thank you so much. Can you remind our listeners again that website where more information can be found and also the video that you did that outlines the diaconate program for the Archdiocese of Seattle? Sure. It's uh, archseattle.org. Uh, just try to find the vocations uh, website there and find deacon formation. And, um, and the video should be there, plus everything that they need to do uh, if they would like to uh, join an inquiry group uh, to discern more. Um, and uh, like I say, this is all about the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. calls someone to this, um, then the Holy Spirit will, will make a way. open doors. Absolutely. Um, I can firmly attest to that. Bishop Schuster, thank you so much for your time today. Before we go, can I ask you to pray and offer us your Bishop's blessing? Sure. name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We're grateful for all the gifts you give us, especially the gift of life uh, and the gift of faith, which makes life meaningful. Uh, We ask you, Lord, to increase vocations uh, to the priesthood, religious life, uh, diaconate, and lay ecclesial ministry, uh, so that we may serve as missionary disciples uh, and serve the people of God whom you've called us to serve. And we ask you, Lord, to be with us every step of the way, and that everything that we do um, as disciples of your Son, Jesus, will help us uh, bless world in which you give us and help us on our journey to everlasting life. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It's a joy to be here. Oh, thank you again. And that is Bishop Frank Schuster from the Archdiocese of Seattle. I will be sure to add those links that Bishop Schuster was just speaking about. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this St. Valentine's Day. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please consider downloading our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the information on our website right there on the front page. By downloading the app, you can have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders. It is the free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak.
Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak. You can find me at deepadventure.com. The other night, I woke up from just this incredible dream. I was surfing my way down the face of a glassy, perfect wave. It wasn't 20 feet. It wasn't 40 feet. It wasn't 50 feet. I can't even tell you how big this wave was, but I was very well aware in my dream that I was surfing a wave in heaven. We need to remind ourselves of the splendor and the wonder and the amazing future that we have awaiting us in heaven. Thomas Aquinas, who I just love his mind, wrote so many words I'll probably never be able to read them all, and if I did, I could probably never comprehend them all. He had the experience of being taken up in a vision or maybe in his spirit to heaven. And when he returned, he stopped writing. He said everything he had written up to that was just straw. Thomas Aquinas never wrote again. He was so struck by the awesomeness of the beatific vision of God and of heaven. God created you. He created me. He created mankind to have relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son to redeem us. He became man so that we could become like him and even partake in his divinity and enjoy the trinity of love. Do you think that God just created us to live in this world and then go to heaven and then just cool our jets up there and play harps? God has a great plan for you. We're going to be living on into eternity. God has a beautiful plan for you, not just here on this earth, but in heaven. We can look forward. I don't even know to what plans God has for you or God has for me, but it's going to be awesome, and we're going to be doing it and living it in his presence. We're going to ride the waves of his glory. Until next time, this is Bear Wozniak. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at cyocamphoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit cyocamphoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Tell you about a promotion to fly to Hong Kong. That's in the news. And with lower numbers of Catholics returning to the pews after COVID-19 shutdown, did the church donations suffer long-term effects? Well, new report offers some positive news. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. 
Nothing screams romance louder than a skull adorned with a crown of flowers. You heard me. That's nearly all that survived of the saint we celebrate today and is currently exhibited as a first-class relic in the Basilica of Santa Maria in Cosmedian, Rome. Won't you be mine, Valentine? Valentine was a priest, possibly even a bishop, sometime during the third century. He served as a physician until he was captured by the Romans. From there, he switched from healing the body to healing the souls of fellow prisoners. He also healed his guard's blind daughter and baptized the man's entire family in the process. Outraged by his guard's conversion, the emperor had Valentine beaten and beheaded in the year 269 during Christian persecutions. And that's what we know about the life of the saint. So what does St. Valentine and the celebration of that special someone in your life have in common? Basically just their names and dates. Throughout church history, you'll notice there's a bunch of holidays celebrated on the same day by both Christians and the secular world for different reasons at first. Why is that, you might ask? For the conversion of souls. In the Acts of the Apostles, there's an account where St. Paul preaches in Athens and finds a pagan temple that's reserved for an unknown God. In that moment, St. Paul proclaims he brings the identity of their unknown God, the one true God, Christ himself. He met the people of Athens where they were and completed where their traditions just fell short of the truth. I'm gonna use Christmas and Easter as other examples. Christ wasn't historically born on December 25th and there wasn't a way to pinpoint the exact day. Because the world celebrates a day centered around gift giving, the church adopted it and refocused our intentions from a jolly man in red to the birth of Jesus Christ, our savior, the true gift of the season. The same can be said about Easter Sunday. As you may have noticed, Easter isn't the same day every year, and that's because it falls on the Sunday following the first full moon after the spring equinox, another pagan celebration for the changing of seasons. Instead of celebrating the world going from the death of winter to the newness of life in spring, the church once again redirected our focus on Christ conquering sin and death, bringing new life into the world through his resurrection. This isn't to accuse the church of trying to trick people into believing in Christianity, nor does this mean that we shouldn't celebrate feast days that fall on secular holidays. What it does mean is that feast days like today, St. Valentine's Day, are calling us to focus our attention less on a goddess of fertility and lovey-dovey stuff and more on the witness of something deeper that will bring us closer to an authentic divine love that satisfies all. How can we live out each day, whether it be a holy day, holiday, or just an ordinary Tuesday as a celebration of Christ and his triumphant church? What additional way can you look differently at today to celebrate your faith, bringing others the true love and joy found of the risen Lord. St. Valentine of Rome, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. And in your news, contrary to expectations about church giving, donations to Catholic parishes across the country did not suffer long-term due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's the finding of a study by the Center for Church Management in the Villanova School of Business. Now, the decrease in church attendance occasioned by the pandemic did not lead to a decrease in parish collections, the center found, nor was it the case that larger parishes with more financial resources were able to weather the pandemic better 
than smaller parishes. As dioceses across the country closed churches in the spring of 2020, the parishioners fulfilled their Sunday obligation by watching Mass on television or internet. There was a 9% drop in church giving. But... In the six months beginning in September of 2020, parishes saw a return to pre-pandemic levels of donations. And Pope Francis has appointed Salesian Father Mauro Mantovani, the next prefect of the Vatican Apostolic Library. The Italian priest succeeds Father Cesare Passini, who served as prefect from 2007 and recently turned 73 years old. West Prefect Montovani will help run the Vatican's library alongside archivist and librarian Archbishop Angelo Vincenzo Zeni, who was named to that role in September of 2022. The Vatican Library preserves thousands of manuscripts and over one million printed books, most of which are available for study by researchers and scholars. Now, Montevani is a member of the Salesians since 1986 and a priest since 1994 and is a rector of the Pontifical Salesian University in Rome. Now, the modern iteration of the Vatican Apostolic Library is believed to have begun in the 14th century, though there is evidence that the Catholic Church has preserved a library archive from as early as the fourth century. So if you were to spend a little bit of time perusing the aisles of the Vatican Library, David, here's what you're going to find. Over 180,000 manuscripts, including archival units. There's 1.6 million printed books, Mm. 9,000 in Cunebula, which basically a very old book, over 300,000 coins, more than 150,000 prints and engravings and drawings, and over 200,000 photographs. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot, a library. Yeah. Did they ever utilize the Dewey Decimal System? Uh, I believe it's the Roman numeral system for sure for the Vatican Library. Could you imagine, though, in some of the archives what they must have? Amazing. The Salem Police Department has launched its new body-worn camera program, saying it has completed all the steps needed to begin wearing the cameras. Officials say the addition of the cameras is important as the agency moves forward in the pursuit of safety, legitimacy, and excellence. The department began exploring the use of body-worn cameras in June 2021 with budget authority from the Salem City Council. Officials say the cameras are being worn by sworn staff working patrol duties, as well as detectives working in the field. The rollout makes Salem one of Oregon's nine largest cities to require its police force to wear body cameras. Salem will pay over $400,000 a year to Motorola for body cameras, forward-facing patrol vehicle cameras, and a camera in the back seat of the car. Well, the head of the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission is resigning following reports that some of the state agency leaders use their positions to give themselves the first shot at buying rare bottles of bourbon. Now, in a letter, according to the OLCC Board of Commissioners dated Monday, Executive Director Steve Marks said his resignation would take effect at 5 p.m. Wednesday. The Associated Press reported that Marks had denied violating Oregon ethic laws, but acknowledged to investigators that he had received preferential treatment to some extent in obtaining the bourbon. 
None of the OLCC officials ever resold the whiskeys. The Oregon Department of Justice has opened a criminal investigation into allegations. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum announced Friday an OLCC spokesperson pledged that the agency would fully cooperate with the probe. Well, have you ever wanted to travel to Hong Kong? Well, here's an opportunity for you. Hong Kong's government has announced plans to give away 500,000 free airline tickets. Sign me up. As part of efforts to revive its tourism industry and attract visitors back to the city. The Hello Hong Kong initiative was unveiled last week, but has been in the works for over two years. Now, tickets will be spread out among the city's three airlines and will cost Hong Kong over $250 million for the promotion. A lottery for the tickets will begin March 1st with signups on a designated website. The pandemic hit the city of Hong Kong's tourism industry hard. Before the pandemic, Hong Kong saw 56 million visitors in a typical year. By 2022, that number had fallen to about 100,000. Whoa! That is a big drop. That is incredible. Yeah. So they want to get people back. So they're going to do this lottery for tickets. I, I would visit Hong Kong, oh, I think. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. I yeah. bet that they have some uh, good restaurants there. I'm sure they do. Well, a North Washington town may hold a gold deposit worth more than three billion dollars. Canadian mining company Calibre Mining Corps reported finding a high value gold deposit on company owned land called the Golden Eagle. And the town of Republic, Washington, sits just three miles away. The Calibrate conducted an initial drill and estimated a two million ounce deposit might be underground. Now, in current market value, an ounce of gold is worth more than $1,800. The deposit's estimated value could come out to more than $3 billion before extraction costs. Now, Republic is an historic mining town, but its last gold gold mine uh, Kinross Buckhorn closed in 2017. Its most active years were from 1898 to 1947 with the Mountain Lion Mine. Now, according to Calibre, the Republic area has produced about 4 million ounces of gold over the past 100 and 30 years. Really? Republic Washington. Where is Republic it's, Washington? It's about 25 miles from the Canadian border, oh, okay. uh, closer to Spokane. Gotcha. Kind of out in, in northeastern uh, yeah. Washington. Well, okay. pretty good find. <laughs> I think so. Well, in sports, of course, it was the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles in Sunday's Super Bowl. And it really was a, a very good game. But the real question for you, Brenda... Yes. Did you have a favorite commercial that you watched? Oh, you know, I was, I'll say this, maybe a little let down because none of them stood out especially strong. Yeah. I thought that the um, Miles Teller uh, commercial oh, where yeah. he's dancing well, with his, his wife, wife during the holding, that was kind of yeah. sweet. And then there was a funny one. I think it was Tubi that did a commercial where it looked like your screen went to some random uh, search. Oh, right. Like yeah. it, it, and I went, whoa, wait, who's sitting? Yeah, like, yeah. And I think a lot of people did that, too. Like, who's sitting on the clever. remote? You just clicked us out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Those were some of my yeah. favorites. Well, the number one, it looks like, from some of the polls that came out, uh, you know, talking to viewers, was one about, I think they called it the farmer's dog. 
And it was uh, yes. the dog. Oh, I thought the dog yeah. was going to die at the end of the yeah. commercial and make with me cry. Growing that was up with the d- with the young lady and then yep. through her life, and that, that that appeared to be the the number one. That was a good okay. one too. A tearjerker. I'll say this though too. I loved the Jesus commercials. Oh yeah, I, right. Think, yeah, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, those are well produced. Yeah, they were very sure. well produced. So there you have it. Oh, and then yeah, they won. And the they, Chiefs did. The Chiefs won. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, today marks that very popular holiday of Valentine's Day, a day to show your love to someone special in your life. Now, the reason it's called Valentine's Day is because the church used to celebrate the life of St. Valentine on this date. So who was St. Valentine? Well, the day honors the memory of St. Valentine of Rome, a priest who was martyred on this day in the year 270. That's 270. Now, Butler's Lives of the Saints describes his life as this. Valentine was a holy priest of Rome who, with St. Marius and his family, assisted the martyrs in the persecution under Claudius II. He was apprehended and sent by the emperor to the prefect of Rome, who, on finding all his promises to make him renounce his faith, ineffectual, commanded him to also be martyred. Now, generally speaking, this is most of what we know about the real St. Valentine with any certainty. Now, after his death, many legends were composed about him. It wasn't until much later that St. Valentine was associated with lovers, the invention of the modern day celebration of St. Valentine's Day. Now, even the story of St. Valentine performing marriages in secret, that also started at a much later date. So regardless of these later additions to the story, the early Christians venerated St. Valentine of Rome is a holy martyr who stayed faithful to Christ despite persecutions. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday at 6 o'clock is Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati Conference in Salem. It's happening at Queen of Peace Catholic Church. Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, hero of the Beatitudes, will be presented by Deacon Brent Dershmitt and Eddie Caudell. Their talks and refreshments will be followed by a holy hour in the main church with Eucharistic adoration, benediction, and reflection. This event will have a special significance for youth and young adults, especially those preparing for confirmation. But all ages are welcome. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar MatradayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And how amazing. That's what our interview is about. Coming right up after the forecast. Sounds like a great evening. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, 
and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Find the peace you need by joining Monterey Radio and the Benedictine Monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MaterDayRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Day Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.15 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, some of the trees out the window still have that pretty white snow from overnight snowfall. And a winter weather advisory is posted until 10 a.m., but for the most part, roads are wet across the Portland metro area. And by this afternoon, the sun's going to melt and we are left with highs this afternoon in the middle 40s. Now, overnight, we cool way down to the mid-20s. Then tomorrow, a little more sunshine. Highs again to the mid-40s. Next chance of rain looks like it's going to be coming late in the weekend. All right. It is currently 34 degrees at St. Luke Church in Woodburn. And it is 35 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. Well, there is a wonderful program coming up this Thursday evening, 6 o'clock, at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. It's titled, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, Hero of the Beatitudes. program will be presented by Deacon Brent Derschmidt and Eddie Cadell, who heads up the Faith Formation Programs at Queen of Peace Church. And Eddie joins us by phone this morning to give us a preview. Hey, good morning, Eddie. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. Thank you, David. Hey, how, how's how's your weather there today? Uh, did you, get, you guys get any snow overnight? Uh, oh, a little bit of snow, yeah. Um, you know, the grass has some snow on it, but the roads are all fine. Uh, very nice. Well, this sounds like a wonderful event. So give us a, a few details about what will be happening throughout the evening on Thursday. Oh, yes. It, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, we're going to start at 6 o'clock, 6 in the evening, with a meet-and-greet We'll have some refreshments so everyone can come in and get comfortable. We'll be sitting at tables so people can make new friends or sit with their friends and and visit before the talks begin. Now, I'm going to give the first talk, and I'm going to talk about uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio, his life, you know, from 
the times he lived in and uh, from the time he was born until he died and uh, what he was busy doing and that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, then at about 7 o'clock, uh, Deacon Brent will give a talk about uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio as a saint for our time, and he'll talk a bit about um, all of the wonderful things that were revealed to uh about him after his death and the cause for canonization and uh, what he means to us today, how he's a hero for us, and especially for young people. Then we'll take a short break uh, for a very exciting holy hour. We're going to move into the church and have a holy hour with benediction, Eucharistic reflections from the... um, from the life of Blessed Pierre Giorgio, and uh, Patricia Dole, a good friend of ours, will be coming to lead praise and worship during this time. So it's going to be uh, the most powerful holy hour you've ever experienced. So if you have a chance to come, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it and be blessed by it. Ah, it sounds like a wonderful evening. And again, open to anyone who wants to come to Queen of Peace on Thursday at 6 o'clock. Do you, do you need them to register, or what's the process there? No, no. Um, we, we think we've got plenty of room, and we're really not serving dinner or anything, so um, we will have refreshments. But, yeah, anybody's welcome to come. Uh, a lot of youth are planning on counting this as one of uh, maybe they have uh, retreats or different things required for them in the programs that they're in, because this is like a conference. We'll have the talks and uh, some interaction, and then we'll have the holy hour. So... I think it's going to be a great evening for anybody. Anybody uh, can come. So check your calendar. Yeah, it's wonderful. Again, that's Thursday evening, 6 o'clock, Queen of Peace Church in Salem. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, Hero of the Beatitudes. We're speaking with Eddie Cadell. He heads up the Faith Formation Programs at Queen of Peace Church. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. He was fairly young, correct, when he passed away? Yes, he was. He died when he was 24. And, you know, the more, the more you find out about some of these young saints, it seems like they were all 24 when they died. So um, that must... Uh, um, be a common thing, I guess, sure. um, because they were so close to God, and uh, then they're kind of like immortalized in that youthful face. That's why you see pictures of him everywhere, and St. Teresa of Lisieux, you know, you see her face, young face, right. and realize that these are saints, and so they become a really a wonderful mo- models for our young people, too. Yeah, and so we actually read a book about uh, Blessed Pierre here at, here at Matre Day Radio. And oh, he was, Yeah, just a fascinating young man, and despite him passing away at such a young age, he seemed like a very upbeat, joyful person. Yes, yes, he was known for being a jokester a lot of the times. Uh, he had a lot of fun. He was a great athlete. He would organize groups to go skiing and hiking and mountain climbing, and uh, but very devoted to the Eucharist. And uh, one of the cool things about him is um, he would organize these trips with a, a church and mass in mind. So that was part of the schedule. And if there was not a church uh, available, he would uh, use his resources to hire a priest to go with him as as their chaplain, wow. and they would have mass. Sometimes they'd even have mass on a mountain somewhere. So uh, he had a great devotion to the Eucharist, and um, he was a very, very serious uh, when he was in the church and very focused on Christ, and then outside he was just like an evangelist and always uh, trying to uh, 
share with people an opportunity to come to church with him or to go to a holy hour. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. And and you you say about this event on Thursday evening that it really will have some special significance for young people, young adults, especially those preparing for confirmation. Uh, how do you see that connection there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's because he had such a great devotion to the Eucharist, we wanted to have the Holy Hour. Now, we're meeting uh, more and more young people who are growing up knowing about Blessed Pierre Giorgio. You know, I didn't have that privilege. I learned about him, actually, much later in life, uh, when he was one of the World Youth Day saints mm-hmm. uh, in 1990. Right. No, 88... No, what am I saying? I'm, I'm not that old, am <laughs> I? Um, uh, <laughs> 2000, uh, 2008, that's right. right, in Sydney. And, oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was in New Zealand... At the time, and that's all they were talking about was St. Mary MacKillop and Blessed Pierre Giorgio, and so I had to find out more about him. So anyway, for uh, young people, you're finding more and more young people are choosing his name for their confirmation saint's name, and uh, we have a couple of young guys who are going to be assisting Deacon Brent at the Holy Hour, and they were both confirmed as Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati. So it's kind of a connection there, and... uh, so for for uh, one of the things that young people do, especially when they're preparing for confirmation, is they do focus on the different lives of the saints and and uh, see what's heroic about them and what's virtuous about them, and perhaps talk about how you can emulate them in your own life, especially as they relate to you. And so that's what we're hoping this conference will help some young people do. Oh, absolutely. It just sounds wonderful. Again, Thursday evening, 6 o'clock, Queen of Peace Church in Salem, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, Hero of the Beatitudes. Wonderful event, an opportunity to learn about Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati and the works as a young man. Eddie Cadell heads up the Faith Formation Programs at Queen of Peace Church in Salem with us this morning. Eddie, a real pleasure to talk with you this morning. Thank you so much for being with us, and really wish you a lot of luck and hope a lot of people attend Thursday evening. Absolutely. Thank you. Come see us. All right. God bless. God bless you, too. Thanks. And it is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, another great event that you just listened to. You're going to also find those details on Mater Day Radio's community calendar. You're going to find it on our website. And it's just the one place where the whole community goes to find out what is happening in our Catholic community. If you have a special event that you'd like advertised or announced here at Mater Day Radio, well, just let us know. Deborah will get it right on to the community calendar. We'll get a chance to talk to it about it on the morning blend. You can also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. 
CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at CYOCampHoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit CYOCampHoward.org for more information. Thank you and God bless you. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. It is 827 on Mater Day Radio and a St. Valentine's Day surprise with a little snow. We'll have the details in the news. And a letter from the FBI tries to link traditional Catholics to far-right nationalist groups. Quick response changed their course. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. This is Rita West and Victor. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
is Rita West with Victor. It's 8.30 right here at Mozart Day Radio. Well, happy St. Valentine's Day to everyone with a little frosting on the roadside this morning, depending on where you're at and your elevation. Frosting in the sense of a little snowfall overnight, as the National Weather Service had predicted. A winter weather advisory had been posted last night through mid-morning. Now, some school districts in the outlying areas are on snow routes or delayed openings, so you'll definitely want to check with your school to see what your status is. Now, if you're heading through the mountain passes, either the coastal range or the Cascades, be prepared for heavier snowfall up there. Emergency weather shelters were open last night in some county locations in preparation for for the colder weather. It's definitely pretty out where we're looking this morning up here on Sylvan Hill. The good news for us, though, the pavement was clear. Absolutely. No problem getting up here today. But snow on the shrubs and the trees, really pretty. Well, the chief law enforcement officers from 20 states signed a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland condemning a since-retracted anti-Catholic leaked internal memorandum produced by the FBI's Richmond Field Office. Published February 8th by the website Uncover DC, the memo discusses launching an investigation into radical traditionalist Catholics because of possible ties to the far-right white nationalist movement. It is unnamed author singles out Catholics who are interested in the traditional Latin mass and are members of certain social media groups as presenting new opportunities for threat mitigation. The FBI confirmed to Catholic News Agency on February 9th that the document came from its Richmond field office and issued a statement retracting it. And Pope Francis entrusted Nicaragua to the intercession of the Immaculate Virgin Mary on Sunday after Bishop Rolando Alvarez was sentenced to 26 years in prison by Daniel Ortega's dictatorship. The news from Nicaragua, Pope Francis said, has grieved me a great deal and I cannot but remember with concern Bishop Rolando Alvarez, whom I care about deeply. Now, speaking at the end of his Angelus address, Pope Francis said that he was also praying for the 222 Nicaraguan political prisoners who were deported to the United States and for all those who are suffering in that dear nation. Alvarez, an outspoken critic of Ortega's regime, was charged with being a traitor of the homeland on February 10th. Alvarez's sentence came one day after the bishop refused to get on the plane with the other released political prisoners, including four priests who were flown to the U.S. in an agreement with the State Department. U.S. Representative Chris Smith, who serves as the chair of the Global Human Rights Subcommittee, praised Alvarez as a Christ-like figure with a servant's heart for deciding to stay to accompany those who are suffering under the Ortega regime. Well, a gunman opened fire Monday night at Michigan State University, killing three people and wounding five more before fatally shooting himself miles away amid an hours-long manhunt that forced frightened students to hide in the dark. Police announced the man's death early Tuesday, four hours after the shootings broke out, first at Berkeley Hall, an academic building, and then nearby at the MSU Union, a popular hub to eat or study. Hundreds of officers had scoured the East Lansing campus about 90 miles northwest of Detroit, 
or the suspect. He was found dead off campus from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to police. The shooter was identified as 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae. McRae is not known to be affiliated with the university in the capacity of a current or former student, faculty, or staff. Well, three different unidentified flying objects were shot down over North America this weekend. One over Alaska, another over Canada, and one over Lake Huron near Michigan. Now, that's not including the Chinese balloon shot down last week. Now, on Sunday, President Biden ordered an unidentified object to be shot down with a missile by U.S. fighter jets over the Great Lakes above Michigan. Now, KGW spoke with Josh Havanis, the commander of the 123rd Fighter Squadron of the Oregon Air National Guard. Now, he reported their plane scrambled on the object over Montana. Our job, he said, is to protect the Northwest, and when we scramble, we operate over the jurisdiction of the Northern Command. Havana said when pilots got over Montana, it was starting to get late at night, and he did not go into specifics on why Portland crews ultimately did not find the object and said he did not want to speculate if the object they were trying to find was the same one shot down over Lake Huron. In sports, after building a 19-point halftime lead, the Portland Trail Blazers kept their foot on the gas and went on to beat the Los Angeles Lakers 127-115 last night at the Moda Center. Probably helped that the newly crowned all-time leading scorer in the NBA, LeBron James, sat out of the game for the Lakers with a bad ankle. No matter, Portland was led by its own all-star, Damian Lillard, who poured in 40 points, including eight threes. The win pushes Portland's record to 28-29 and 29 as the Washington Wizards come calling tonight for a St. Valentine's evening special. That will wrap up a five-game homestand for the Blazers heading into the All-Star break. All-Star game scheduled for this Sunday. So look at that, halfway through the NBA season, just All like right. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, St. Valentine's Day has a long and rich history, and the exchange of Valentine's date backs many centuries. For example, even St. Francis de Sales, who lived in the 17th century, mentions this custom. However, he encourages an alternative where a saint is picked for someone. The card is given to them with the name of the saint they should try to imitate. Now, in a letter to a religious sister, St. Francis de Sales explains what kind of bouquet should be picked for this type of valentine. He says, you ask me, my dear daughter, what bouquet you can give your valentine? It should be made of some little acts of virtue, which you could practice expressly for the sake of this heavenly valentine. And at the end of the morning's meditation, you shall offer it to him that he may consecrate it to your dear beloved. Well, St. Francis de Sales sought to encourage a virtuous life with this unique Valentine tradition, calling to mind that the secular holiday was originally centered on a canonized saint. Now, the good news is that this practice could be done by anyone, whether you are married or single, young or old. But above all, we should strive to love each other with a Christ-like love, looking to the saints for inspiration. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And coming up this Saturday at 8 a.m., it is the opening mass for 40 Days for Life Portland happening at St. Rose of Lima Parish. Also on Saturday at 5 o'clock is the Holy Family Academy Benefit Dinner and Auction Mount Angel Community Fest Hall. Join in this annual Holy Family Academy event, which will include silent and oral auctions, handcrafted dinner, dessert dash, and lucky number raffle. Casual dressy event open to 14 years and older. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, not only is today St. Valentine's Day, it's also Tech Tuesday. It sure is. How about that? So Sarah Kenzie, she's going to join us next. We'll talk a little bit about what's coming in your email right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Though Callie Hall was a young adult living on her own, she nevertheless felt devastated when she learned that her parents were getting a divorce. That's when she found her spirits lifted by an unexpected source. One day, Callie got a voicemail from a stranger named Grandmama Margaret, who thought she was calling her grandson. Callie called her back to explain she had misdialed the number, but Grandmama Margaret kept calling back anyway. Callie told Southern Living Magazine, It brought me such joy to see that number come up on the phone because of the amount of love and joy she had. Callie and Grandmama Margaret went on to become friends and even meet in person. Callie calls herself beyond blessed this sweet lady called the wrong number. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.42 at Mater Day Radio. Well, just a slight chance of a snow shower left this morning. I don't know if we'll see any more snow today, although it is really pretty out there. going to be a high of 43 degrees today. Maybe a little sunshine this afternoon. That would be nice. 
cloudy overnight tonight. Going to be cold, down to 28 degrees. Oh, that's a, per- a perfect St. Valentine's Day evening, isn't it? Stay in. That's right. Light a fire. Be by the fire. Just cuddle up. There you go. <laughs> Mostly sunny for Wednesday, a high of 45. Then the rest of the week actually looks like either cloudy or partly sunny skies right on through Saturday. So pretty nice week ahead. Not going to be super warm. Highs in the mid-40s, lows into the 30s, but still... Really no rain in sight. So how about that? All right. How about that? Well, it is a very chilly 35 degrees still at the Broda Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it is 36 degrees at St. Agatha Church in Portland. Well, it is a Tech Tuesday kind of a day. And, well, looking out the window, I see snow and I see Sarah Kenzie (laughs) pulling into the driveway. She said traffic was a little bit held up this morning. I'm not surprised just because of the uh, snow on the ground. Oh, sure, yeah. But, uh, you know, so take your time a little bit today. And uh, let's talk a little bit about Tech Tuesday. So while Sarah's getting in here, I know that one of the first interviews that you are going to find in today's email... Well, it's perfect for Valentine's Day, David. Last week, I had an opportunity to talk with Patricia Mackey, and she's from Everyday Counseling. She also does a lot of the marriage preparation retreats uh, that happen over at Mount Angel at their guest house. One's, I think, coming up in May. But she did an interview, and I had a chance to talk with her about it, about the five ways you show affection. Right. Now, sitting in your chair, David, and yelling at your wife to bring you things is not <laughs> one not of those it. ways. No, no, no. She said that is not one of those ways at all. I do remember the one thing she did, though. It's, it's I'm utilizing this now. It's, okay. Uh, it's the six-second kiss. <laughs> so after she had mentioned the six-second kiss, That's it. we got a lot. I even got an email on that and said, Yeah, that was kind of a fun surprise for this listener's husband. She said, absolutely perfect. And what we did in the interview is I said this. I went, David, okay, one, two, three. Now that's half the length of that kiss. That's right. So you can really see for for a couple how, you know, much more goes into three more seconds of just really getting close to that person that you love. So see, that's perfect on Valentine's Day. I think so. You can utilize the six-second kiss today. Well, joining us in studio this morning, Sarah Kenzie. She is our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio. She uh, had to come in this morning and looks like traffic was a little bit bad. How are things out there this morning, Sarah? Good morning. Um, Everything was very slow. I-5 and 26 and just really backed up but uh it was pretty the 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 snow on the trees is really nice <laughs> how, how was the pavement okay pavement was great yeah, yeah i yeah. don't know what was going on but everything was just a little a little slow today i think people just are taking their time coming in this morning looking at this beautiful the trees are beautiful oh, it's i mean they out, really yeah. are just beautiful looking out across the valley so well we are glad that you made it in this morning all safe and well, ready to start this Tech Tuesday. Sarah, as you came in, you heard us. We were talking about Patricia Mackey and the five ways to show affection. Of course, the real popular one was the six-second kiss. <laughs> Boy, I love that a lot. But she, you know, shares a whole lot more about it, too. What did you pull out of that uh, that interview, too? Oh, yeah. So I thought that interview was great. Uh, very appropriate for, for Valentine's Day uh, for um, those of you who might be married. Um, but yeah, I really appreciated all the very practical ways and, and kind of the small ways. Um, one of the ones that stuck out to me was the communication one, um, communicating, you know, what exactly 
um, you need from your spouse. And so for, yeah, for married couples, check that out. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us though, you know, be creative in ways that we show our love for, for the people that um, are important to us in our lives. Absolutely. Sarah Kenzie, the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, joining us on this snowy Tuesday morning. Our community calendar is become quite a central point, I think, for the community. We get so many things, so many different announcements coming in there. Deborah works real hard. We ask for a little bit of time to get them on there, but Deborah's also great about, you know, those last minute people. Sometimes things come together right at the end and and she just works so hard to get those posted right away. And so our community can go to that calendar and find some great things coming up, including a conference on Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frisati. Remind our listeners what's going on here in Salem. That's right. So um, I heard earlier this morning that you had an interview with um, Eddie. So um, we can uh, include that as well in the email. But yes, this uh, Thursday evening um, at 6 p.m., um, there's going to be um, a conference on Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, Hero of the Beatitudes. And um, it'll be at Queen of Peace in Salem and presented by Eddie Caudell and Deacon Brent Derschmidt. And after that, uh, there's going to be a holy hour in the church uh, with the music uh, led by Patricia Dole. So I know all three of these uh, people leading this uh, well, and you know, I've, I've known them for a long time, and I think it'll just be a really fantastic evening. Uh, such a great topic. You know, I, I uh, think to when recently we finished uh, as a staff reading a book about Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, and I think so often, you know, with some of these saints, we kind of hear about them a little bit. You know, you might hear about them at Mass or hear on the radio or see something about them on social media. But when you take some time to really kind of focus and learn and reflect on the life of a saint in a little more intentional way, I think that could really, really be uh, fruitful in your spiritual life. So uh, we really encourage everyone uh, to attend this on Thursday night at Queen of Peace in Salem. Well, I think some of the events that also might be happening around the area in exactly one week from today, it's Fat Tuesday. That's it's right. Mardi Gras celebration. Uh, lots of people eat pancakes on that day, remember? Uh, and then, of course, it leads us right into that penitential season of Lent. And Sarah, you've been working now for quite a while on getting the app ready. And, and so that way people can enter into this holy season if they download the Hail Mary media app. There's a wealth of information, studies, things that will really guide us through this season. Tell our listeners more about what is uh, happening on the app now. Um, yeah, so we're getting ready for Lent, like you said. Uh, we'll, we have a, our section of Lent prayers, which you can sign up, start signing up for reminders for those now. Um, we'll also include the return series by Father John Burns, as well as just any of our lent theme episodes or interviews. Um, I also wanted to touch on, uh, not related to Lent, uh, we do have you know a couple sections I want to remind our listeners uh, to check out. One of those is the study your faith section. So um, I guess you're not sitting down and studying with a book necessarily, but uh, for me, I really like to learn, you know, through audio while I'm, you know, going for a walk or cleaning or doing something else. Um, but in this section, I really encourage you to go check it out because we have some awesome podcasts that various partners have allowed us to put on this app. So they're not produced by us, but it's really cool because you get to 
experience, you know, some new voices and some new topics. Um, so some of them have to do with the life of the church. Um, there's a podcast for women. There's a couple coming up. Um, Brenda, I believe you are hopefully going to be doing some interviews with the people behind them, um, but having to do with the catechism of the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, um, also about Mary. Um, and then we just have collections of different topics. So you can learn about Mary through all of our interviews that you've done here on the Morning Blend or um, same thing with the Eucharist or the saints, um, the Holy Spirit, the liturgy, um, all these different topics that you can just dive into a little bit deeper uh, through the study, your faith section. Sarah, I have a whole file on my iPhone that is, I label it Catholic. And it has all these different apps on it that I would use, ones to pray with, ones that did the rosary, ones that uh, gave me access to, to great content. I got to say, since having the Hail Mary media app downloaded, I don't use the other apps. You've managed to get everything into one app. Every day is almost like I'm starting to get a notification too. My app knows that I'm going to pray the rosary. As soon as I get oh, into my nice. car on the way home, Archbishop Sample and and praying the rosary, it, it makes it real hard to get road rage if yeah. I am praying, <laughs> you know, on the way mm-hmm. home. But it's been such an incredible resource. And what is even more incredible is that you still manage to find more and more great things to put on there. I love the prayer reminders. I think they're they're perfect because, like I said, if I'm I'm doing something and I want to pray that Divine Mercy Chaplet at three o'clock, mm-hmm. that app lets me know. And not only will it say it's time to pray, it'll get me right to where I need to be. That's right. So if you go to the pray section, you don't even have to think too much about it once you sign up for those notifications. Like you said, uh, you'll get that notification to your phone. You click right on the notification and it'll take you exactly to that prayer. Um, So yeah, it's just kind of set up to be part of your day. Hey, you know, to download the Hail Mary media app, let folks know how to do it because it is, it's really easy. Right. So if you just go to whatever you use for your app store um, and just type in Hail Mary media, it should come up uh, right at the top there. Um, If you're not sure how to do that, you can also so go to our website. Uh, we have a section about the app with a direct link if you'd like to download it that way. And the two other great things about it, it's absolutely free. That's right. And you're, I'm, I'm not going to be in the middle of my Hail Mary and an ad pop up trying to sell yes. me something. No, no there's ads. no ads on that at all. So download it ahead of this Lenten season and really let's enter into this time together and pray together with the Hail Mary media app. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. 
O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 in Mater Day Radio, maybe a scattered snow shower this morning, then sunny skies later today, high of 43 degrees, partly cloudy tonight, cold down to 28, and then mostly sunny for Wednesday, high of 45. Currently 36 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Matt Marr. And what a friend. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Day 59 in Mater Day Radio. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore can love. Oh, thank you, Nat. Beautiful way to wrap up the show on the St. Valentine's Day. David and Brenda with you. By the way, happy birthday, Oregon. It's the birthday of Oregon today, today, huh? 1859, Oregon became the 33rd state of the Union. So big day today and a happy anniversary to St. Mary's Cathedral downtown. It's dedication. Well, boy, what a day of celebration. Tell you what, lots going on. I'm excited. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed St. Valentine's Day.